Hi, and welcome to season two of the Abnormal Psychologist podcast. Um, Happy 2021, everybody. Uh, I'm excited about kicking off this new season. Um, If this is your first episode, I guess I'll introduce myself. I'm Dr. Colby Taylor. I'm a licensed psychologist, and I'm an assistant professor of psychology at Christian Brothers University, which is a small Catholic school in Memphis, Tennessee. And as part of my professorial duties, um, I'm teaching a developmental psychology course this spring. Uh, Developmental psychology is one of my favorite courses to teach. And I thought it might be cool to focus on topics and psychopathologies related to developmental psychology this season. Uh, But we can always leave the window open to talk about other topics. Anyways, when I teach a developmental psych course, it seems like the courses are always heavily skewed towards child psychology. And I mean, this is understandable, right? Because there's so much rapid and important development cognitively and socially and physically that occurs in childhood. So it deserves a lot of attention. So in thinking about childhood and child psychology, I thought we could kick season two of this podcast off by talking about number two, uh, by talking about bathroom issues and psychology. So this should be a fun topic. You know, since clinically I mostly work with children, and since I worked in school systems, I remember school principals that would call me on my cell phone and they would be panicking. And they would say, Dr. Taylor, you need to get over here ASAP. Uh, We have someone smearing poop on the walls or something like that. And maybe we can talk about feces smearing a bit. Gross, right? Uh, I'd usually come up with an excuse for not getting over to that school right away because I wanted that crap, and I guess literally crap, cleaned up. Uh, I didn't want to get involved in it. Uh, Anyways, we can talk about some of this scatological stuff in this episode. Um, So if you listen to season one of this podcast, you'll remember that we use this book called the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, which is published by the American Psychiatric Association to list out all of the possible psychiatric and psychological diagnoses and also what symptoms are involved, what we call the diagnostic criteria for each disorder. And there are hundreds of disorders listed. And disorders can be grouped into different sorts of families. Disorders that are sort of related to one another can be placed into groups. And one of these groups, one of these families in the DSM-5 is the Elimination Disorders family. The Elimination Disorders family appropriately comes right after the Feeding and Eating Disorders family in the DSM-5. So Elimination Disorders are really going to deal with peeing and pooping. Uh, the inappropriate elimination of urine or feces. All right, so if we're dealing dealing with feces, if we're dealing with poop, we might be dealing with a diagnosis of incapresis, E-N-C-O-P-R-E-S-I-S. All right, so also if you listen to the first season, uh, you might know that I'm sort of a word nerd. Uh, I like etymology. So the word incapresis, it's got C-O-P-R in it, copra. And the word copra comes from the Greek for feces, In psychology, we have a condition called coprolalia. This is where you uncontrollably say swear words. So etymologically, coprolalia is (laughs) talking-ish. So we see coprolalia with like Tourette syndrome or sometimes with autism spectrum disorder. Um, There's also coprophagia or coprophagia, which is eating poop. And we see this more with intellectual disability. And thankfully, coprophagia or coprophagia is not that common. All right, since we're coming off the holidays, you might be familiar with a figurine that's often placed in a nativity scene in the Catalonian region of Spain. 
And this nativity figure is known as El Caganer, which translates to the pooper. And I think Caganer and Copra roots uh, from Copra lelia or Coprophagia or Incaprices are probably etymologically related to one another. But anyways, Caganer is a man in a red hat who's dropping trowel and going to the bathroom in the nativity scene. And there are all sorts of origin stories on how the Caganer came to be. And if you're interested, the Stuff You Should Know podcasts, uh, they have an episode that touches on it. So anyways, Incaprices. Incaprices involves pooping in inappropriate places, um, like soiling yourself, soiling your clothes, or maybe going on the floor. And this isn't a one-time thing either. It's not sort of a gambled and lost, you had an accident sort of thing. It has to occur each month for at least three months. So it's a pattern of behavior. And this also isn't defecation due to using laxatives or due to chronic medical conditions like Crohn's disease. So if you've listened to the first season of this podcast, you might remember that lots of disorders have specifiers, like additional descriptions that we can tag on to diagnoses. And Incaprices has two specifiers. We have a specifier of with constipation and overflow incontinent, and another specifier of without constipation and overflow incontinence. All right, so speaking of pooping on the floor, uh, so at my senior year homecoming dance in high school, someone actually pooped on the dance floor. Uh, and I don't know who it was or what exactly happened. Uh, fortunately, I'd actually left the dance by this point. Um, but I've always found this incident to be sort of fascinating. Like, I'd love to psychologically profile the person who did this. And they never caught the person, by the way. So I was trying to look for the origin of the word incaprices. Um, it actually looks like the word enuresis came first. <laughs> number one beat number two. So number one, enuresis, also beats number two, incaprices, in the DSM-5. Uh, the diagnosis of enuresis is listed first. Um, and a German in 1926 named Weissenberg came up with the term incaprices. And he spelled it with a K instead of with a C to have sort of an analog with the already existing enuresis. And I can dedicate an entire episode to enuresis and focus on nocturnal enuresis, which is bedwetting um, later in the season. Uh, toilet training wise, most people actually master their bowels before they master their bladder. And maybe I can do a separate potty training episode as well. Um, I'm actually going to be going through toilet training or potty training with Emerson, uh, who is my 21 month old daughter, probably in the months to come. Uh, so... Uh, stay tuned. Maybe I can turn that into a podcast. All right. So I do have a 21-month-old child, and she obviously poops her pants, or poops her diaper, rather. Uh, does this qualify as a diagnosis of incaprices? And the answer is no. You have to be at least four years old chronologically to get this diagnosis. And you also have to have at least a mental age of four years old or greater. So uh, it's funny talking about how young children poop their pants. And I also teach a stats course to undergrads. And in the stats course, we talk about curvilinear relationships. So relationships that aren't linear. Like height and weight tend to be linearly related. Right? The taller you are, the more you tend to weigh. And if you graph that out, it's pretty much a, you know, a straight line. Well, pooping your pants and age form a curvilinear relationship. In early age, you poop your pants a lot. And then in early adulthood and through most of your life, you probably don't poop your pants hardly at all. And then when you get older, you might struggle with incontinence and poop your pants more. So this is a curvilinear relationship. 
It would sort of look like the letter U if you graphed it out on a Cartesian plane with pooping your pants on the y-axis and age, I guess, on the x-axis. Uh, so we can talk about prevalence a little bit. The DSM-5 lists the prevalence as about 1% of five-year-olds. Um, we also know it's more common in males than in females. And I've seen estimates that it's like six times more common in boys than in girls. Uh, certain medi medications can also be risk factors. Uh, meds that cause constipation could place you at greater risk for incapricis. So I've seen incapricis due to a few different reasons. Um, I had one case where a six or seven-year-old started having incapricis after the birth of a younger sibling. And this was likely an attention-seeking behavior. He wasn't getting much attention from mom and dad due to the newborn baby, and through pooping his own pants and exhibiting an infantile sort of behavior, he was getting attention. And he didn't really care whether that attention was positive or negative. Um, anecdotally, I also think incapricis tends to happen more at the beginning of a school year than at the end of the school year. Uh, periods of psychosocial stress, like the birth of a sibling, or like beginning the school year, are listed in the DSM-5 as factors possibly contributing to incapricis. I've also seen incapricis due to intellectual disability. In these cases, I'm not sure it technically meets for a diagnosis since the person has to have a mental age of at least four years old. Um, I've also seen incapricis associated with autism spectrum disorder. And in some of these cases, it was a sensory seeking behavior. The person enjoyed the feeling of expelling feces or would expel the feces and then put, uh, put it in their hands and roll it around as a squishy sort of sensory-seeking behavior. Um, I've also seen incapricis with oppositional defiant disorder, ODD. I had an episode on oppositional defiant disorder and other impulse control and behavioral disorders in the first season of this podcast. So you can go back and listen to that if you're curious about what oppositional defiant disorder is. Um, in these cases, the incapricis is sort of a deliberate act of defiance. This is also where most of my feces smearing cases have come in. And this might be to get back at an authority figure. It might be vindictive because the child or person didn't get their way. And fecal smearing, by the way, it has a technical name, a technical term. Uh, it's called scatolia, S-C-A-T-O-L-I-A, scatolia. I think that's the first time I've ever said that out loud. I think I've written it out before, but uh, the first time I've actually uttered the word scatolia. Anyways, Racking my brain for other cases of incapricis. Um, I've also encountered it with kids who have severe social anxiety or separation anxiety. So what tends to happen when you poop your pants at school is you usually get sent home. So these kids might have anxiety about being at school or about being separated from mom or dad or another attachment figure. And through pooping their pants, they get sent home. They get rewarded. So it's a pretty smart tactic on their end. Uh, the DSM-5 also mentions incapricis due to anal masturbation, and I've never encountered this to my knowledge at least, uh, but I guess it's something to be aware of. Um, since there are so many different reasons for incapricis, it's probably a good idea to do a functional behavioral assessment to figure out where, when, and why this behavior is occurring. And here we can look at the ABCs of behavior through functional behavioral assessment. We can look at the A's, which are the antecedents, so what happens before the incapricis. We can look at the B's, or the behavior itself. And then we can look at the C, or the consequences, what happens after the incapricis. And these ABCs have a fancy name in behavioral lingo. We call them the three-term contingency model of behavior. And after conducting an FBA, hopefully with enough information, 
we can determine the function of the behavior, the function of the encapresis. Um, with cases of encapresis, it's also pretty smart to refer the child to a physician, uh, to their pediatrician, because the child might need a physical to rule out medical causes of encapresis. They might require gastrointestinal imaging. Um, this might reveal a condition like anal stenosis or anal stricture. Anal strictures where the anal canal is abnormally narrow and can contribute to incontinence. Um, a physician might also test for a UTI, for a urinary tract infection, as these have been associated with encapresis in females. Um, all right, so I was able to talk about encapresis and not get Freudian at all, thank goodness. Um, anyways, if you're new to this podcast, uh, I do a mailbag segment at the end of each podcast. And in the mailbag segment, you can send me questions or comments or episode requests. Since I'm sort of like a DJ, uh, I take requests. And I'll respond to your emails. So you can send me your mailbag stuff to ctaylo41 at cbu.edu. The O is the letter O and not zero. Um, and you can put the subject line mailbag, and I promise I'll get to it. Uh, since this is the first episode of the second season, the mailbag is empty. Um, so instead of doing a mailbag question that's non-existent, I thought I'd update you on some of the stuff that happened since the last season. Uh, so it's been about a month and a half since I recorded my last episode. And I mentioned last season I was training for the virtual St. Jude Marathon. Uh, you might remember from one of my episodes I had a painful incident where I swallowed a wasp while I was training. Anyways, I can update that. Mission accomplished. I completed the marathon in early December. I actually ran from a house in suburban Memphis uh, to Arkansas. So I crossed the Mississippi River Bridge, and that was pretty fun. And then two weeks later, um, I decided to run another virtual marathon. Uh, so I've always wanted to do the Honolulu Marathon since um, I did my internship in Hawaii and lived in Hawaii for a year. So this year they went virtual because of COVID, and I registered for the virtual Honolulu Marathon and completed that for the Organization for Autism Research. Um, it wasn't the same as running through Waikiki, but it was still pretty fun. Uh, I'm not sure what 2021 will hold in store as far as running or adventures or anything else, uh, but I'll keep you updated as the season goes along. Anyways, that's it for this first episode of season two. Uh, send me some questions or episode requests. And until the next episode, uh, take care and stay well.